We're in our series, uh, Spiritual Gifts, and we're looking at the manifestation gifts that are found in 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. In the section of scripture, we find these gifts, um, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, gift of faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, and um, the gift of unknown languages or of tongues and interpretation. These gifts are given to us so that we can manifest the presence of God on earth. Basically, they are given so that we can make God public. Right? And they are available to every Christian who chooses to access them as God allows through the empowering of the Holy Spirit. The goal is for us in this series to have a better understanding of each gift, how it operates, how to operate in it. And um, even though, yes, there are these spiritual things that are not part of our natural world, they are things that we can understand. They don't have to be mystical. They don't have to be weird. You know, they, just, they, they are something that we can really grasp and are able to move in. As we talked about just a few weeks ago, we talked about healing and miracles, and we said that, that these gifts are normal because they are the normal laws of the kingdom of heaven. And when we invite heaven to earth, we should be expecting these things to happen in our day-to-day lives. Today, we're going to talk about kind of our Christian spidey sense, or the new Spider-Man refers to it as this Peter Tingle. Um, I felt like that one may not be quite as appropriate, but... Um, so that's why there's a clip. If you didn't know, that's from like the older Spider-Man. So I hope everybody had seen that by now. But we are talking about the gift of the discernment of spirits. In 1 Corinthians 12, 10, it says, to another, the Holy Spirit gives the ability to discern between spirits. Discernment is defined in the dictionary as the faculty for discerning, discrimination, or acuteness of judgment and understanding. Discernment is the ability to judge well. Whether it's choices we make or the people we interact with, discernment is the gift of recognizing the moral and the, the practical consequences of our decisions. Discernment is, you know, it's been praised kind of as this valuable trait all around the world, allowing those people who have good discernment, you know, that like we know they're going to avoid costly mistakes. People go to them for their, their wisdom and their judgment because they've been able to avoid these misfortunes and things with life because they've seemingly been able to make the right decisions. We use discernment all day, every day. When you're deciding what clothes to wear, you discern, is this outfit warm enough for today or appropriate for the weather? Are these shoes going to be comfortable for me to wear all day? When you discern and choose flip-flops, you are deciding that you will die if you are chased by a dangerous animal. You know, uh, like these are discernments that we make all the time. You discern what to eat. You discern whether or not you want to be healthy or you want it to taste good, right? Um, you, you discern whether or not you want to go to work. If you actually need it to live, you discern how to handle your coworkers, whether or not you will anger your spouse that day. You discern the friends you surround yourself with and therefore deciding who you will become. And all of that comes from discernment. Now, this kind of discernment is learned as you mature spiritually. As you learn more about the life of Jesus, as you listen to the Holy Spirit and allow him to teach you, and as you're discipled by other Christians in your life. The Bible refers to this level of discernment being a mark of maturity. And Hebrews 5.14 says, solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Getting into the word and understanding the word of God allows you to be able to discern intentions of the heart. 
even of your own heart. Why am I doing these things? And to help you gain a better understanding of your own decisions, your own direction in life, let alone what other people may be doing towards you. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And that by the testing, you, and that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. I love that. Like, isn't that like the biggest question? What is God's will for my life? What does God want from me? It says, let your mind be renewed through God and you can discern what is the will of God. You can discern what is good, what is acceptable and what is perfect. Philippians 1, 9 through 10 says, and it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless on the day of Christ. As you mature, as you get into the word, as you grow in um, your Christian walk, you'll be able to approve, you'll be able to discern what God wants you to be doing more, right? This is a discernment that all Christians should be learning and gaining in your lives, that we would be able to make the choices that give God the most glory through it. And that comes from knowing the word of God, letting our minds be renewed by his truth, from discernment being modeled by our leaders and the leading of the Holy Spirit. See, this is kind of where Spidey Sense comes in. Right, Spider-Man's Spidey Sense allows him to feel and sense things that are going on that his five senses are not telling him. As we watched in that video clip, he was able to know that that punch was coming even though it was behind his head. He could not see it, he did not feel it, but Spidey Sense said, hey, you better watch out. Right, he knew and was aware of everything going on in the hallway, the spit wad, you know, the, the paper airplane. He was aware of all these things that his normal five senses could not tell him. And as Christians, our, our spiritual spidey sense is not for fighting, obviously, but it's often that gut feeling of what to do or what not to do. It's like all of a sudden you have this special ability to see what could come about, what's maybe going on around you that you cannot physically sense or see. And often that feeling seems to overwhelm every other thought or feeling. And that's because when you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit is inside of you. And he's a being. He is just like, he is God, like Jesus and the Father, and he has feelings. And when the Holy Spirit feels something inside of you, you feel that in that same way. Some of the biggest differences, I think, is some, often when you first get saved and you go somewhere where you used to go all the time, you used to love going there, and all of a sudden you just feel sick when you walk into that place, or you're about to do something you used to do, and you just all of a sudden feel sick, and you're like, I used to love this. This doesn't feel right. That's the Holy Spirit all of a sudden going, oh yeah, I don't like this. Can't we do something else? Can't we go somewhere else? And spiritual discernment is recognizing that feeling and then following it. Now, the spiritual gift we talk about, that we're talking about today is a little bit different than this basic spiritual discernment that you learn as you mature. The Holy Spirit gives this gift of discernment to enable a Christian to clearly recognize and distinguish between whether something is under the influence of God, under Satan, maybe the world or flesh, you know, in, in every situation. And the church needs this. Right? We need this gift so that we can warn believers in times of danger or to keep them from being led astray by false teaching because we can see kind of back behind the curtains. 1 John 4, 1 says, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. 
you must test them to see if the spirit, the spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. 1 Thessalonians 5, 20-21 says, Do not despise prophecies, but test everything and hold fast to what is good. This is something we can do in our own human wisdom and our you know, basic spiritual discernment as we grow and mature, but there are still often times where you don't know what the intentions are behind somebody. And that's where this gift of discernment comes in. This gift is often one that prophets, when we talked about the fivefold gifts um, not too long ago, they tend to flow in discernment more naturally because they are people who already tend to see behind the scenes. And maybe if you were, like as a child, if you felt like you saw things or you had this natural tendency towards spiritual things, you're probably a prophet, but you probably also have a natural inclination towards this gift. You've probably often been able to see somebody and go, I don't believe what they have behind them. Their intentions are not necessarily for the best of me. So how do we operate in this gift? Well, first, like all the spiritual gifts, it starts with the desire to have it. As Corinthians 14.1 says, Paul says, we should eagerly desire the most helpful gifts. This may just start with the longing to see people set free from bondage. Or maybe you want to be more effective in your prayer and want to have a better understanding of people's intentions or the world's intentions. It could stem from a desire for holiness because you want to know what's 100% only from God. Secondly, this is about a love for God's presence. One of the benefits and signs of having access to the gift of discernment of spirits is an awareness, a heightened awareness of God's presence and anointing. A true discerner will have passion for the welcomed presence of the Holy Spirit. Right here, have, you, have you ever been around somebody and they're like, whoa, God was totally in that place today. And you're like, I was standing right next to you and today sucked. You know, you're like, <laughs> God's always there. But this gift allows you that extra ability to, to see it and see where he's moving. Right? It's the difference of just acting in the gift or not. Um, Victoria and I were talking about Emika our daughter, she just came home from church camp and she said, ah, oh, it was a really, really good time. But I remember at this other church camp I went to a couple years ago, I seemed to feel God more there. And it wasn't that God was not at camp. It was just that difference of discerning where he was at and what he was up to, right? The feeling of it's not always the case, but often we wanted to say, oh, I felt God in this place, so he was here. I didn't feel him, he wasn't there. But we need to, ask God for this gift so we can see behind the curtains and see what he's up to. Like I mentioned, this, this gift is being able to see the man or the spirit behind the curtain. Looking physically at things, we don't always get to see where the influence is coming, but we can through the Holy Spirit in this gift. This is the highest use of the gift of discernment. It's not to see what the enemy is doing. It's to see what God is doing and where God is at. And often you may perceive where the enemy is at work, but that's for you to go to God and say, okay, God, but what are you doing? Where are you at? What are you wanting to do in this so that I can partner with you for your purpose? Thirdly, you can gain a sensitivity to the spiritual atmosphere. Kind of what we were talking about already. You already, you, you have that heightened awareness of where God is at. But as you start to ask for this gift and you start moving it, like we talked about, you may start to feel kind of sick at times when you walk into places where there's, extra oppression or where there's extra evil going on, or you may walk back into old habits and you just feel sick. 
when you get there. Because that's the Holy Spirit moving in this gift going, hey, there's not, something's not right here. And it, it can be kind of frustrating to try and understand, did I just eat Taco Bell at the wrong time? Or, you know, or is God trying to tell me something? But the reality is we live in a natural world and a spiritual world at the same time. So often you can be feeling God here, know that exactly where he's at, but then move into a different situation and see oppression and, and feel where evil is at work. Because of that, it can lead you to feel a little bit different at times. Right? Most people, even in the church, still just experience life through their natural senses. But this gift of discernment of spirits you know, can see and sense things that are happening kind of behind the curtains. It's kind of like a sixth sense. You know, I see dead people, except for not dead people. You just see you know, where God is up to and what he's doing. And because of that, it can leave you feeling different and maybe misunderstood at times, right? You're hanging out with your friends and you walk into a place and you're like, oh, I shouldn't be here. And someone's like, well, why? And you're like, it just doesn't feel right. I just know I'm not supposed to be here. And they're like, oh, get over it. Come on, you just ate something weird, you know? And it can make you feel a little bit pushed out or part of things. And I wanna let you know that this is a safe place. We're working really hard as a leadership team for this to be a safe place for you to come and, and talk to people about you. We're not gonna push you aside because things are a little bit different or you, we don't fully understand what you're going through, but we wanna be a place with an open and understanding ear for you to come and work on these gifts and try them out and ask for understanding. Right? It's not uncommon, uncommon for somebody who's moving in this gift to just experience unusual events because you know, if, if you pulled back the curtain of our physical world and you looked at what was going on and with angels and demons and all these things, we get glimpses of it through the scripture. And it's so hard for them to explain in scripture. They're like, I don't know, there's these guys with like lots of eyes, but like wings and four different heads and wheels that were big and high, but like multi-directional, you know, and they're trying to explain how weird these things are that they've seen, and they don't even have the human words to explain it. And when you start seeing back there, sometimes you're not fully understand, and that's not uncommon. But you may have visions, you may have dreams, because the Spirit is saying, hey, this is somebody who's aware of me, and I have a message that needs to get out to people. Robert, we were just talking about this, what, a month ago, about going to the park and you had this feeling that something not right was gonna happen there, right? He, he wants to warn his people and often he does so through the gift of um, discernment. Never feel like what you're experiencing is too weird to share with us. We wanna be here to help you discern what is happening and what it means. This gift can also give you the ability to know what lies behind a person's words or actions. Someone with a gift of discernment has the ability to, like I said, see behind the person, see what's behind what they're saying and presenting. You, know, you may just know, have this feeling whether they're telling you the truth or not. You may also notice what, what is influencing, whether it be evil or good behind them. You might be able to identify what that spirit is. When a prophetic message is brought, someone with discernment may be able to tell, yeah, that's from the spirit or that was just from the speaker's own heart you will often, probably at first, be mistaken. And that's all right. We're trying to learn and figure it out. Like, you know, the first time you try anything, it's fairly highly like the chance that you will not succeed, 
right? You will not do it well. Um, but that's why we got to learn and keep practicing in it. Discernment is a gift that I move in and I don't know, something that was natural to me as I was younger and um, it doesn't mean that I don't ignore it at times or that I'm perfect in moving in it and stuff, but I, I've been there and I've been in a moment that I've mistakenly judged somebody. I was at a, a conference with a group of people and I felt something in my spirit that felt off. And I was pretty sure it had to do with the speaker. And so I told my group, hey, I don't know what this message is gonna be about, but don't really listen to it. You know, I'd like hear it, but be cautious, like have a lot of caution. But when I heard the message and, you know, we compared notes with people afterwards, I really felt fine about the message. And so I felt bad that I had mistakenly told my group that. And later I found out that the speaker actually had a bunch of turmoil and a lot of crazy things happening at home. And really, I believe God was trying to tell me, hey, this guy has a lot going on in his life. Give him some grace and maybe minister to him. And I totally missed that opportunity because I jumped in kind of my own human understanding of what I thought I was feeling. That leads me to a warning about this gift when you're seeing other people move in it. Whenever this gift or really any spiritual gift is being used to criticize or tear down a church, a person, or a leader, know that it's being misused right then. At that moment, you don't, you don't have to give it any credit. God wouldn't come to do that. These gifts were given to build the church. Often it comes from somebody's hurt or their frustration and they try and masquerade it as discernment. And because of these kinds of abuses of this gift, it's kind of brought kind of this dishonor to it where you, we don't trust people that move in it. But like I said, we want to be a place that's safe to use it. So don't feel like you need to hide behind it. But when you hear something and it feels like it wants to come out as criticism, take it before God and say, okay, God, what are you really trying to say here? How can I use this to build up the church or build up my leader or build up my fellow brother or sister instead of tear them down? The goal, like I said, over and over again, that, that these gifts exist to build a church to spiritual maturity, to love, and to unity. And if that's not the root behind someone using this gift, then don't be involved in it. So how do we grow in the gift of discernment? It's birthed, it comes from intimacy, from closeness with God. As we get to know Jesus more intimately, we gain that firsthand experience of his love, and we can more readily recognize when he is at work and understand what he's doing, right? It, when I see Victoria start to do something, because we've been together now for just over 11 years, I know pretty quickly what she really means when she says stuff, often by the look on her face, and often because she says, it's fine, and it is not fine, <laughs> you know? And that's called maturity, you know, and... Uh, but it comes from knowing. And there's times she says it's fine, and I go, it is fine. This is fine, rarely. But it happens, and I know, because we've been around for, together for a long time. And the more you hang out with Jesus, the more you spend time in his word, the more you're listening to the Holy Spirit, the more you just know when you have that feeling that this is God telling me something. Right? The more time you spend in worship and in the word and in his presence and learning to listen for his direction, it will cause all of your gifts to soar. We can also grow in discernment by surrendering our natural senses to the Holy Spirit in the same way that you kind of hand it over and say, okay, God, I know what I'm seeing, 
I know what I'm feeling. I know what I'm hearing. But what are you doing behind all of this? And I believe the Holy Spirit will guide you. He's a teacher. It says that he is our teacher and he will lead us into all truth. If we can lean on him and say, okay, God, guide me. Holy Spirit, guide me in this. Teach me in this. He will. Also, to grow in it, you have to use it, right? Um, it's just like riding a bike, right? You hop back on, and it feels kind of comfortable, but if you haven't done it for a long time, you're like, whoa, I got to remember how to do this stuff. And um, even with, like, my kids, they've recently gotten to the point where they don't ride with training wheels. But, like, you know, you spend a month not on their bike or a couple weeks on their bike, and they're pretty afraid to hop back on there. Right? It's just like riding a bike, but they're still like, can you push me? Can you stand by me? Can you walk with me a little bit? But the more they're out doing it, the more they just do it on their own. And then lastly, a reminder that if you want to be moving in this gift, you have to ask. You don't have because you haven't asked. So we're ending all of these um, gifts with some practical application. And so the best way we can apply this today is to look at your neighbor and decide how spiritual they are. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, this, is, this is one thing that I, I couldn't find something that, that we could do right here, right now. But it doesn't mean that there's no practical application. I'm going to give you some action steps for you to start using immediately as you walk outside this door. And as I pray to dismiss you, I want you to ask God for this gift. Say, Holy Spirit, I want to be able to know where you are at work in my life and around my life. Will you open my senses to, to what you have and give me the ability to give you extra attention so that I can notice it? And then during this week, I want you to take notes, like literally open notes in your phone. And when you feel something that doesn't seem like your natural sense, take note of it. I walked into work today and it just didn't feel right. So I asked God, what are you saying? And then write down what you felt. And then the third thing is to talk to another Christian about it and say, hey, I walked into work, felt a little bit off. I prayed and God said, yeah, there's a lot of people who aren't doing well today. I'm gonna need you to pray for them. And then you tell your friend about it and your friend goes, that's their opportunity to also practice discernment. And say, okay, was the Holy Spirit telling you that? Was that really what's going on? And then you could talk about it and, and mark it down more than once. It should be happening multiple times throughout your day. Make all the notes you can of it. Call your friend afterward. Call your friend after it happens and talk to him about it. Call the leader. Call somebody and just talk about it. Okay, can you do that? Raise your hand if you're going to try and do that. Simon says, raise your other hand. Cool, awesome. Um, right. Let's pray. God, we just uh, thank you so much that God, you didn't throw us out here into the world and say, hey, try and do all this stuff, but good luck. You know, you, you gave us tools. God, you gave us a personal teacher who's going to walk alongside us in every step of our life. God, you didn't leave us alone. God, I'm so grateful for that because I know I can't do it by myself. God, I pray that you would give us this gift of discernment. God, we openly surrender our, our natural senses and our natural ability to see and to hear and feel over to you that we would be able to access the kingdom of heaven, that you would pull back the curtain in our lives, Lord, that we'd be able to see where you are moving.
God, I pray that you would allow us to have that extra attention to it, that we would be, uh, you know, kind of our senses would be a little extra heightened this week, that we'd be able to see where you're moving. And Holy Spirit, would you come alongside and teach us and guide us into those moments so that we can learn. God, I pray that we'd be a church full of people who know where you are at work. God, that we would be a church full of people who know what your will is for us. That we'd be a church full of people who can approve and test of what is good and what is of God and what would give you the most glory. God, I pray that you would remind us to, to spend time with you, God that we'd be able to get to know you as a friend, get to know you as better than our spouses, better than our best friends. So that at any leaning, any discomfort, any different feeling than our normal, God, that we would know something is up and we'd be able to tune in more to you to ask what's going on. God, and I pray that out of this, that we would see miracles and healings, that we would see people set free from bondage, God, and that we would move in mighty ways to make you public. God, in our world, to give you glory and draw more men to you. We love you so much and help sober soldiers win their softball game today. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Go and discern with Jesus this week.